Hey, After Buzzers, before we move on to your next topic, we just want to say thanks to our sponsor, Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. Plus, there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Also, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Plus, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, and it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. What's up, Survivor fans? Welcome back to the Survivor After Show here on AfterBuzz TV. Tonight, we are breaking down Season 38, Episode three betrayals are going to get exposed we had injuries we had so much drama over chickens another hidden immunity idol was found and of course what's a survivor episode without a good blind side so don't go anywhere because we've got a lot to talk about you're tuned in to after buzz tv the espn of tv talk now let the buzz All of you Wonder Survivor fans, thank you so much for joining us tonight. We are obviously so excited to be back. I'm Veronica Valencia, and of course, joining me today, as always, to my left, we have... It's just me. It's just Mike Thielen here today. I gave you this big old introduction. Tim, what, Take yeah, it. no. Well, Tim is on ex, uh, Extinction, Edge of Extinction Island. Edge of Extinction Island. Ex, edge of Extinction Island. Trademark. Paige. That's right, guys. The chat is already live. What up, y'all? We got a lot of Canadian representation in here. I asked everybody to throw in where they're from. A lot of Canadian representation. That's correct. No Paige. She's still on Edge of Extinction Island. So the two of them. She's she's working her way back into the game. They're going up the steps. They're probably together. plotting against us. In all honesty. They're going up the steps to get their half a cup of rice. To get, they got rice. Hey, That's all I can say. Not too bad. What's up? Good I, episode, Veronica. Yeah. What were, Mike, overall thoughts? Is it getting better? It's not getting better because Survivor is already as good as it can possibly be. Ever. Uh, Paige, actually, I texted her the other day and she was like, how's the season? Like, is it going good? And I was like, well... A bad episode of Survivor is still the best episode of anything on television. So, yeah, it's great. It's it doesn't matter. It's, but I love this season so far. I love this episode. I'm really happy where it's going. Mm-hmm. I think the episode, I, excuse me, I think the season is getting better. I still have a lot of concerns. I'm still very iffy on Edge of Extinction Island, guys. And I think I'll continue to be iffy on it until it really pans out and we see what exactly is going to become of it. Yeah. I also think for the past few episodes, just dumb mistakes have been being made. Yeah. I, I haven't been fully... But that's fun. Yeah. I haven't fully been, yes, that is the right move to make. I'm glad you made it. See, you just need to trust Survivor. You gotta trust yeah. Jeff Probst. Everything's gonna be great with Extinction Island. It's gonna be awesome. I don't... See, yep. I just feel like it's going to be yes. another Redemption Island, which I never had issues with Redemption Island, necessarily. I just always personally thought it would work better with veterans. And some, and I had seen a few comments on Twitter and in our chat, honestly, that were saying, like, oh, you know, when people go to, when people are joined by others at Edge of Extinction Island, <laughs> they are going to challenge each other, and then the, whoever loses is going to be eliminated, and it's always going to be one person. And I'm like, that's exactly... Redemption Island. I mean, we didn't see that yet. Yes. So nothing yes. happened today. We had, you know, Keith went over there. Everything was mm-hmm. fine. Reem. They haven't had to battle yeah. or anything yet. So after the big dramatic, what should I do? What should so I do? Dumb. He ended up going to. Yeah, it was, ended up being kind of dumb, to mm-hmm. be honest. Like, why build this whole thing up for us if you're just going to, he's just going to go anyway. Mm-hmm. But 
Yeah, it made me still not like him as much. Did it? Did the concept of Edge of Extinction get taken away a little bit for you when you found out that they were getting rice? Um, the concept got taken away from me a little bit when they went to get rice and then complained that they were going to have to do this every single day. And I thought, and I said this to you, one, they have nothing else to do on the island, so yeah. so what? And two... I guess production said, but they don't tell us, why can't you just camp out on the top of the right, thing? You don't have there. to be on the beach. You, they didn't really have a shelter. It was really crummy and makeshift anyway. So they could mm-hmm. fortify something up in the jungle and probably have better protection from the elements and stuff like that. So that took me out of the reality a little bit right there. Mm-hmm. But otherwise, I mean, nah. They, they, they have to feed them somehow. <laughs> they can't, yeah. You don't get to go to Edge of Extinction Island and just die. You do want to come back into the game. So if there's not enough stuff to forage or they're not going to give them fishing material and stuff like that, yeah, the show's got to feed them somehow. They're just yeah. trying to make them work for it a little bit. But yeah, And honestly, that's the only real energy they're exerting. They're not in challenges. They're kind of just lounging. They're not necessarily yeah. building any shelters. It's not you that can big a walk deal. up some stairs every day for food. Yeah, <laughs> it's, I, there's literally nothing they're doing but sitting around. So, yeah. Yeah. All right, let's go into our first reward challenge, which is also the first reward challenge where it's a reward challenge yeah. alone. And basically the rewards are comfort items or some chickens. What did we did we like this challenge? What do we think? Yeah, this is a classic challenge. Uh, not specifically like this, but they've done this before. Craft a, something and then take it apart, make it something else. So wheelbarrow to slingshot, giant slingshot. Uh, I thought it was pretty cool. It didn't seem very taxing, um, but I love the choice rewards and you got to go chickens. That's yeah. Survivor 101. You go chickens right away. Mm-hmm. And fun fact, Veronica and I learned today, you don't need a rooster for the chickens to lay eggs. This is true. We learn something new every day. Very cool. Thank you for yeah. Survivor for that. Mm-hmm. I thought the rewards were kind of interesting because I don't know why I had in my head that you normally would kind of have rewards that were the same. See, when I thought it was either going to be between comfort items or a tarp because they're kind of the same okay. type of thing. Right. Well, obviously, food and comfort, two very different things. Obviously, you would choose the food for the long run. Instead it's of a comfort. really easy yeah. choice. Yeah, yeah, that one's not too tough. I also like it when they give the other reward. I, I They might do this. We saw a little spoiler, right, coming attraction that they're going to split into three tribes. I like it when the one tribe gets a choice and then the second one gets whatever they didn't choose and then the third one's a loser. Mm -hmm. I just want to give a quick shout out to Eric Olin in the chat who says, I thought that Ron would have used his reward steal. Thank you. We talked about this. We We talked about this. This is a really – Eric's always up in the chat too. What up, dude? Like this this is huge, this episode, because we knew that – uh, Cardigan Ron's secret advantage was only good through episode three. So this is it, right? Either he's mm-hmm. going to use it here or not. Okay. If you use it to steal the reward, this would have been a great one to use it on. So we remarked, you know, chicken, food, that's really, really big. However, I was, as a viewer, I want to see him use it because I want to see the reward, that, that secret advantage come into a play. However... If you're thinking purely from gameplay strategic perspective, should not use it. No. One, in case they go to tribal, tribal yeah. he's going to be able to save himself. Two, initially everybody else is going to say, oh, that's awesome. We got chickens now. 
But in reality, you say, whoa, he had a secret advantage this whole time. That puts a bigger target on him if he uses it. Mm-hmm. No, I completely agree. I think that from a game point uh, standpoint, it really makes sense just to hold on to it because you never know. We were talking about this and we were just saying like, oh, he should have used it to get the chickens. So like you were saying, we could see the advantage be put into play and it would obviously cause more chaos and great TV. But as a contestant, you just never know and you want to save the things that will help save your life in the game. 100%. Yeah, if they had gone to tribal and he had used it to steal the chickens, one, again, target on his back, but two, he's going to feel real dumb if he goes home. And it's going to go down. It's going to be another mm-hmm. like James with two hidden immunity dials in his pocket. It's getting voted off, right? So Forever you known. can't do it. I applaud him for one, not telling anybody about it the entire time. Thank you for finally doing what you're supposed to do, right? Yes. Once you get an advantage. And two, having the restraint and saving it, it's exactly what you should have done. But see, here's the question I pose to you is – would it have actually made him a target? Because he could have fully said, oh, my advantage was to steal a reward whenever I wanted. He doesn't, yes. he doesn't have to mention the whole, I get to also steal a vote, or I can save my own life with an idol. What you're saying is accurate. However, if that was true, the rest of the tribe would have said, well, why didn't you just tell us about it then? And then we could have made a group decision on which reward we wanted to steal. Mm. See, there's no reason to keep a steal a reward advantage secret only if it's going to come down to immunity oh gosh dang that's a good point i saw your question and i raised you you a good answer you did raise me a good answer it's true it's true they're always thinking and so obviously actually and and uh, let me interrupt you because ryan d in the chat just made a good point you earn the ire of the people you steal it from as well so very very good point because now we're going to have a tribe swap near you know for next episode so you're going to piss a lot of people off that potentially you're going to be with and at at wor- at best sorry at best for the tribe swap but at worst when you actually merge and you have to deal with all these people and make new alliances they're not going to be happy you stole the food so do you think honestly it was just a bad advantage to have so early on in the game it's a really rough advantage to have early on in the game because if you use it right off the bat you have no alliances formed yet there's no bonds there's no reason any of these people should be keeping you around anyway from uh, a relationship standpoint so Mm -hmm. you definitely make yourself an easy mark if it's right off the bat however again it is really just a hidden immunity idol so good to have for him because again in the first three eliminations, there's really nothing much to go on. So as we've seen, you can get voted off for barely anything for in the beginning. Things, yeah. So it's cool for him to have it. But again, we're, I know I'm kind of wavering back and forth here. But as it turned out with this particular season, it was a wasted It was. Power. It was a very big waste. And I was excited to see it. Because I was so excited for Cardigan Ron because he did exactly what you're supposed to do. He found it on the boat. There's always an advantage. There's always something, every little set piece that Survivor puts in front of you. And he found it on the boat. What I loved, and I know we discussed this recently, but what I loved about this particular advantage is he got choices. He got so many good options he could have used for himself. And obviously, we're just never going to see it because the advantage is now expired. And so going back to the reward challenge, Manu... Finally win something. Thank God. I mean, this tribe has been just so down and out, and I think they really just got to blame themselves. They're doing a really, really poor job, um, and they finally come through. Yeah, but uh, it, they come through 
but on a and even comma kind of points this out but on the win is not necessarily the one that they need to win well it's absolutely it's definitely not it's good to get food but again this is still early in the season they're not starving, starving at this point. They really, really need immunity. They really need to keep their numbers strong. And, you know, it's not the one they needed to win if we had to pick one. But a lot, a lot, a lot can be said for morale. Yeah. Winning something as a team, getting a little bit of food, whether they, you know, we're going to talk about killing the chickens or not. That's a big discussion. We, we should make that a big point tonight. Let's it, discuss. It so we're going to this... put in the chat, do you kill the chickens? But getting the morale behind just a win and coming together as a team, any reward, it's going to be good for them. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about the chickens since you brought it up so nicely. Yeah. And obviously. Well, hang on. First. Yes. Sorry. No. What were you going to say? Wendy crushes her ankle. That's what I was going to bring up, too, with everything that's going on with Wendy. She crushes her ankle. In her little monologue when she's talking to the camera, it looks bad. Like, so bad to the point where I'm like, shouldn't medical look at that? I don't understand why medical didn't. It feels like more and more in the recent seasons versus like back in the day where it was like, well, we just amputated. You guys take care of it in the bush. It seems like (laughs) in these recent situations medical's pretty quick to step in and that looked like a really really bad injury she can't walk on it at all her tribe was helping her back it seemed like she was okay for the immunity but if unless i'm misremembering we didn't actually see her walk in for the immunity just swim really really well which isn't putting weight on it so it looked really really bad Probably not broken. I would go with sprain or fracture at worst. Mm. I don't know. I don't know. It just looked really bad, and you would think that medical on their own terms would, like, step in and be like, oh, this looks pretty bad. But we have seen cases where people do have broken or not necessarily broken, but, like, fractured legs, and they keep going. People will keep going. We've seen over and over again. They'll take it to the limit. To when finally medical does step in. And to be totally fair, maybe this was just a really bad sprain that swelled up and medical did take a look at it. That's why they wrapped her up and we just you know, didn't see it, it. it's not a big enough plot point or anything to be shown. Yeah, but we know what is a big enough plot point. Wendy's weird chicken thing. Wendy's holding on by a thread. So <laughs> let me compose myself for this. She Is this another is this going to be the season's rice? No. No. Because I don't think Wendy's going to make it that. Wendy's the kind of player, and guys, put it in the chat what you guys think. Wendy's the kind of player where either she's going to make it really, really far because people are taking her just to have an easy vote later or like a meat shield, or she's just going to piss everybody off too much to the extent that she's going to be wiped. That might happen, that she's just going to keep pissing people off with the next episode. Again, we're jumping ahead, but we know she releases the chickens, Mm -hmm. okay? And we know they're going to do a tribe swap. So she's a really easy first vote for a new tribe, especially because she's injured and can't contribute as much to challenges necessarily. She's been on the wrong side strategically in our perspective, I think, from day one, right? With Reem, not willing to go against Reem. Now all of a sudden she's talking about actually releasing the chickens. This is a horrible game. She <laughs> is this at this point in watching the episode, she is giving 
everyone. She is giving audiences, she is giving her tribe every single reason to vote her off. She's complaining about the chickens. She might become useless in challenges because if she has to put weight on the ankle, it's not going to work out. And it's she's just causing a more big and a bigger and bigger stir. But the thing right. that was interesting was she I felt like maybe War Dog and the rest of them were just annoyed at the fact that they were like Oh, she's just like, I just don't want to kill the chickens. Look, every season, there's at least one contestant where you say, yo, have you literally ever watched Survivor? Like, ever. This is just more one-on-one stuff. I feel like I'm putting on a clinic. Whoever's going on Survivor should watch our after show because <laughs> you learn a lot. Mike's you, tips. You know there's going to be a challenge where chickens are a reward. Chickens will become a reward whether you're going to go and try to let them lay eggs and make omelets or you're going to actually kill them. One way or the other, chickens will be a potential reward that your tribe is going to have. You don't want to be the one that says – oh, God, we can't kill the chickens because essentially you're saying, no, I think none of you should eat food. And everybody is, like, starving, well, right? A, so you yeah. cannot do that from a strategic perspective. I understand the morals. I I respect, I support the morals, the kind of beliefs, but we're playing for a million dollars. You can donate 100 k to animal relief charity, whatever you want. That's going to do a lot more. you got to shut your mouth with this kind of stuff. She definitely needed to shut her mouth. First of all, you're going to take – you're going to eat anything you can because you're starving. And second of all, the big point that War Dog was trying to make was she's being a hypocrite because sure. eight days ago – she was eating meat. She was eating chicken. It's probably just the fact that she has to physically kill the chicken, which she doesn't. She does. She can walk away and then come back to fresh food. And also, you don't really get to say that you've been a vegetarian for eight days because you literally haven't had any access to meat. Yeah. So that was very ridiculous. If you've been vegetarian for years and years and years, and then you come on Survivor, totally understand. That's that's your life choice. Fantastic. Totally respect it. But. That's not everybody else's choice. Got to respect that, too. And the fact that you're willing to eat chicken at home, but all of a sudden because this one is a reward and kind of uh, free range, let's call it, right, yeah. on the island, that just because it wasn't in a, you know, Purdue's chicken mill or whatever, sorry, no brand recognition or whatever, but they're chicken farms, they're in large things, and that's mm-hmm. the way chickens are raised. So if you have a problem with that, Okay, I get it, but it obviously seems like she doesn't. Seems kind of twisted, right? Because the yeah. other contestants were saying how, you know, this chicken's had a much better life than random chickens in a, a giant chicken farm would back home. So, I don't yeah. know. Honestly, very, very strange behavior. Very strange, because honestly, she, all she had to do was just walk away, let them do their business. Also, I highly... Well, <laughs> limp away. Limp, limp away. But they probably weren't even going to kill the chicken then and there anyway, because it'd be very dumb to already immediately after eight days kill a chicken wouldn't you want to like get some eggs and then sporadically choose and strategically plan when you're gonna kill the chicken and get the meat a thousand percent i also would have done my research as we did while we were watching to know that you didn't need the rooster but i don't know maybe the rooster makes the other chickens more happy and they lay more eggs i honestly don't know i don't know the farming technology behind it but for sure, you're going to plan out when you're going to eat a chicken strategically. If you guys have decided that you're going to kill it for the meat, you got to plan it out. To be honest, with what we know from the coming attraction, not necessarily the worst time to do it because you want to get use out of the chicken before you get a tribe swap. So if I end up on a tribe that doesn't have the chickens, 
I'm going to be upset because I was part of that victory. So at least you get one. It's true. I didn't even think about it like that. Let's go over to Kama, who's just coming off of their first loss. And we get Victoria, who's having a conversation with was Cardigan Ron, I believe, about targeting the veterans which yeah. i don't know about i i'm mike i'm pretty sure we talked about this where there there are a few people on the comma tribe that every time they come on screen i'm like wait who are you yeah it's a testament to them winning a lot that we don't know who a lot of the characters are because yeah. they haven't had to strategize and be on mm-hmm. screen this is another one of mike's survivor tips i'm i'm happy to give out don't talk junk about people when they're standing next to you Have a little situational awareness to know where the rest of your tribe is. At least when you're literally on the beach in the open, you can tell that Joe is around. You probably shouldn't talk about eliminating him. Didn't it seem so obvious? Ridiculously obvious. Ridiculously obvious to the point. Like, girl, how do you not know he's literally two feet away from you? So if you're going to get caught talking smack or talking about voting somebody else off, if you're going to get caught by them, at least... Have it be, and I'm forgetting the survivor. Somebody put it in the chat who it was who was making those little hidey holes and literally Tony. like Tony. Thank you. At least have it be Tony. Roll so my eyes at Tony. At least he's being strategic about catching up on you. Joe was like washing his underwear in the ocean. Like this, he was not trying to be sneaky about it at no. all. You need more situational awareness if someone is literally just behind you. You're gonna get caught. It's this terrible, terrible gameplay. It's very bad, but I almost think, in a sense, Victoria is her name is Victoria, right? Yeah, Victoria is lucky because she wasn't saying anything out of the obvious. Joe and Aubrey clearly know that because they are veterans, they are clear targets. Yep. So she got lucky in the sense that she wasn't plotting against someone else on her tribe, and that person came up and is like, oh, forget about Joe and Aubrey. We need to take out Victoria because she's plotting against me. So in that respect, she's very lucky that Joe wasn't overhearing anything that he didn't already know. Right, exactly. Yeah, and I just want to point out in the chat, very, very interesting. They're saying chickens will usually lay one egg a day. So... I have read that as well. However, it never seems to work out that way on Survivor. I don't know if it's a more stressful situation that they're in or whatever, but um, it just doesn't seem like they produce. Could you lay eggs under pressure? Uh, That's probably what they're feeling. I don't think so. Probably feeling a lot of pressure. (laughs) They know what's coming to them. (laughs) There's like someone's looking at them and they all have these giant machetes and they're starving. Yeah, that's probably scary. And so then... A very bad gameplay of Victoria having a conversation with Joe literally two feet behind her. Aubrey is getting into the game a bit, and she finds the hidden immunity idol. She does. Also, strange gameplay move by Victoria wearing a knit wool hat Was, on Is that your opinion, or did you see that in the chat? That's my opinion, and I'm warm just sitting here in a sweater. I don't know how she has a hat on, but big up for Aubrey. Aubrey has always been... A strategic player. She's like my nerd team. I want her to connect up with David and I want them to rock mm-hmm. stuff because I love the nerds. And she, a little bit more physical, finding the idol. She's like kind yeah. of bushwhacking and gets in there and she finds a little packet. And I love that she said, like, please let this be something. I was like, it's a packet it's, of paper it's, it's tied up in yeah. string, Aubrey. Like, yeah, it's something. Granted, it does look ugly. So you probably wouldn't initially think, oh, hidden immunity idol, but whatever. I'm actually surprised that it took Aubrey this long to look for the idol because she the past couple episodes has been so I don't like this like kumbaya type mm-hmm. uh, camp I want there to be 
chaos and not in those right. exact words. She wants to see everyone's true colors come to light. She wants to play the game. She wants to scheme. And so I'm very surprised that it took her this long to kind of go out there and be like, I'm going to find the idol now. Well, what I wanted to ask you was, to that point of her wanting to play the game, what do you think about the juxtaposition of her and Joe and David and Kelly? Because David and Kelly immediately, David wants her off. Right, we don't really know what Kelly's saying about David, but it seems like Aubrey and Joe have to work together. To me, Aubrey and Joe's situation is what you would expect from everybody wanting to get the vets off, and Kelly and David fascinating that they're cool to kind of go against each other. Oh, it's it for Joe and Aubrey. It might honestly just be the fact that they have been winning, so they haven't been put in the situation where they have to kind of go against each other yet that might change once comma does eventually go to tribal council <laughs> honestly i think the idea of david and kelly going against each other is fascinating mm-hmm. because i think it's super smart and i even find it interesting in the fact that everyone even if they were to eventually get kelly off i don't think david would still be threat number two i'm interested to see how everything shakes out again we're jumping ahead but i'm interested to see how everything shakes out next episode with three tribes, at least one tribe is going to have two veterans. So do you think oh. – we're going ahead. Do you think that for the other two tribes – I mean, I guess all four vets could be on one tribe, theoretically. Because right? wait, it's six, It's going to be a random pick, right? But but it's six left on Manu and then – Nine. Nine. So it's five, five, five. Five, 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 okay. So it could be all the veterans. It could be, you know, one, one, two – it could be two and two. I wonder if they get singled out, if they're going to be targeted immediately for to get voted off. Hmm. And how are these relationships going to play? Because if you're Wentworth, you want to be separated from David because he's gunning for you. And she kind of knows now. We'll get into it. She kind of knows that people are gunning for her. If you're Aubrey and Joe, maybe you want to stay together. Right? And this is what... We've talked already. We prefer seasons where it's either all vets or all new yes, people. Yes. This to me is making it interesting for me because I want to see what happens when they split these tribes up into three and then what happens when they come back together. Are the veterans going to join back up and make like a power foursome if they all survive? There's a lot of cool stuff going on. I don't on. know. I get the impression that I can just see veterans going against each other because they all know that they're th- they are threats. And so by getting by aligning your loyalties with the new contestants and going against other veterans that's not you. I see that working and get them one step getting them one further step ahead. Bria in the chat is right. David's going against Kelly. Kelly wasn't going after David this episode. We'll we'll get into it. But Kelly for sure knows that her name was down. Oh yeah. She has a strong feeling that she knows that it's David. So that friendship, if there's any from her perspective, is probably would be lost after this episode. As we need to find out, it probably doesn't matter because chances are they're going to be split up anyway. Yeah. So let's just go into our immunity real quick where, obviously, comma wins again. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And just and just crush them. That was a really sad defeat, especially because I love David so much as a player that they couldn't even get the spokes of the wheel correct. And they were in the lead. They were. And yeah. Wendy killed it with her ankle. So obviously able to still swim on it. Good for her. I felt great for her. At least she had yeah. some kind of strong she, showing in a challenge. She's consistently proving, hey, I might have these odds stacked up against me, but here's how I can help you. Yeah, if she 
not to be crass, but if she would just shut up, she'd yeah. probably do really, really good. She's likable. Okay. She's not threatening. But the stuff that she's doing, the stuff that she's saying is killing her game. She obviously can perform somewhat in challenges, even with a busted ankle. There's a lot to be said for it. She's just got to stop too much nonsense, too much stuff that's just obvious you shouldn't be doing Mm -hmm. on Survivor. And I wonder if that will, if she will kind of mellow out. Because we have seen in past seasons of Survivor where there's always that very outspoken, very big personality person Mm -hmm. in the very beginning. And then when they're on the chopping block and they're afraid of going home, they mellow out. We saw that kind of last season with David David versus Goliath with Nick. Right. With how he was introduced with the, everyone thought he was fake crying over his past. And look at how far he got. He won. And when you get some of these outspoken people like Angelina, right? Yep. Making a stink, making a stink. We're thinking, oh, this is the episode she's out. This is the episode she's out. It never but comes. No, it never comes. And then there comes some turning point where it's got to be in everybody's minds. You know what? There's no way she's going to win. Okay. And it's a complete 180 and everybody is focused on somebody else. And it's like that person's name doesn't even get brought up anymore. And for us as viewers, we're like, whoa, what happened to Angelina? Like, how are you guys not getting her out? So that's a consistent thing that we see across seasons. And we're probably going to see it again here. Mm -hmm. But the difference between Angelina and Wendy is I'm kind of digging Wendy so far as opposed to Angelina. I like Wendy too. That's why when we're watching it, I'm screaming at the screen. Stop doing this. Why are you sabotaging? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So let's go into our post immunity where once again Wendy is continuously causing a stir. So this, she had yeah. she had her stir in the beginning of this episode with the chickens this and now she's headache. causing even more tr- uh drama with the flint. She really, stole the flint. Really to, dumb. To help not kill the chickens. Which makes no sense because they got fire right again anyway. So she accomplished nothing but putting a bunch of suspicion on her and pissing a bunch of people off, which she's now doing consistently. And the thing about it is it's not strategic. She literally stole the flint so that they couldn't cook chickens. It wasn't like, I'm going to steal the flint to make them think somebody else did and cause some chaos around camp and stir stuff up. No, no, no. She's on some mission with the chickens. Focus. A million dollars. Win Survivor. The people, you know, people, humans are creatures of habit. Mm -hmm. So we get on the island and you expect them to act one way, but they slip right back into their regular routines. Right. This is how she is at home and she's not focused. I wonder if she's just past the point of no return where she's just given up. She sees she's on the bottom. She doesn't care what trouble she causes. She's just going to do it because she thinks she's going home anyways. So Eric, perfect point in the chat. Dumb move, but she was able to talk her way out of it. She was and she wasn't. She talked her way out of it because David she, wanted yeah. a bigger target. Yeah. It wasn't like, oh, you know, Wendy's pretty cool. Her. Like, oh, yeah, I guess she didn't take the flint. David went down to down there with Rick to talk to her. It was basically like, yeah, the flint's gone. She's like, oh, yeah, I haven't seen it. He's like, okay, cool. You haven't seen it. So we want to get Kelly out. You know, it, it wasn't even a thing. The flint was only important to her. Mm-hmm. No one else cared. So did she talk her way out of stealing the flint? No. I I would not give Wendy no, I any give credit. Her the credit. She did escape the culpability, but only because they only care about getting a stronger player out. Mm-hmm. No, I would not give her any credit for that because, da- like you were saying, David has bigger fish-, fish to fry, and he knows he needs Wendy's bow. And it makes sense because Wendy is still so set on trying to get Wentworth out. 
So he obviously needs her. And he even goes back and says, hey, she didn't take the flint. Uh, now, we're going to keep going back to the chat because you guys are got some sick comments today. Ryan D., amazing comment, amazing observation. I think Wendy's making herself the obvious target because everyone in Survivor is obsessed with blindsides. That's, That's a really fascinating comment. It's true because everyone wants to have one move to put on their Survivor resume. Right. And getting out the obvious choice doesn't say anything about your gameplay. Nothing at all. That's right. So the fact that you can use her, and even it, it was David that said, right, that she's this amazing smokescreen mm-hmm. for him right now. Everybody is thinking her. And to the benefit of using her as this smokescreen, it's still early in the game when annoying people can get voted off just for being annoying. So it's still plenty plausible that they're going to vote for her and you can work that into your uh, strategy and do some backdooring. Yeah. And that's exactly what they were doing with, you know, trying to get out Kelly. So everyone was very much on the same. At least the trio. So there are kind of like a few solid clicks. I would say there's the trio between Kelly, Wardog, and Lauren. There's the solid duo between David and Rick. Right. And then maybe a trio with Wendy just because they want to use her. And then... yeah. Chris in the middle, who wants to play smart, but wants to stay loyal, which is very hard to do both. It's extremely hard. You've got to have a strategy going into Survivor. So either you're going to play with your head or your heart, but when you start mixing stuff together, you get confused and you want to do one thing, even though your brain is saying to do something else. So we see the results of it tonight. We did. (laughs) And we did. So... Obviously, they're trying. Once Wardog gets a hint that, oh, they might be coming after Kelly, he wants to switch the votes to Chris, who stupidly goes up to Wardog and says, hey, what if we have Get Out Kelly because she's more of a threat? Yeah, Wardog is Chris's big mistake here. Chris has a lot of trust in Wardog for some reason, and Wardog is obviously much more loyal to Kelly and Chris doesn't realize that, and it's his complete downfall. I feel bad for him to some extent because I think he truly thought his relationship with Wardog was genuine and really strong. Like, that was his guy. See, it's interesting because I don't think he was doing anything wrong in presenting, hey, let's get out a big threat. It's just that the person he presented to, oddly enough, is very – is finds – Kelly very trustworthy and is more of an ally to her. Absolutely. Nothing wrong with wanting to get out a big threat, but the person you're going to has a stronger alliance with that Mm -hmm. person than they have with you. That's Yeah. And then Rick, obviously the middleman in this situation, and we do get to see what his what we're assuming is his decision because Chris goes home. Which I don't know about you, Mike, I thought was dumb. I thought was very dumb because had Chris known that his name was on the chopping block, they would have had four solid votes to get out Kelly. There's nothing that they could have done about it. Yeah. Except for the idea of possibly having an aisle and then splitting votes and then just going home anyway. Chris was definitely, along with Wardog, Chris is the physical element of this team. They don't know that they're going to have a tribe swap soon. I think to keep the tribe strong, if you think you're still going to go forward with two, that you need Chris from a physical standpoint to win challenges. He, not even – I mean, yes, but also the fact that the last two – last few challenges, he's literally been the one getting them 
close or le- uh, making them win. He he, he was, was a slingshot, he was a slingshot guy yeah. for winning the reward challenge. And in the last few episodes, he's gotten pretty close to making a comeback for them. I think he's very important in their challenges. I think it was a bad move. I think Kelly was a smarter move to kick off. She's not amazing at the physical challenges. Okay, She's no slouch, but she's not fantastic. And she is very smart and she's very keen and she's already played twice before so you know she's going to be plotting and stuff she's a dangerous player i think she was the obvious choice to go forward she i completely agree i thought it was very dumb to vote out chris i really want to know what we're assuming is rick's because it was three to four four votes chris and we can assume that obviously the trio of wentworth wardog and lauren voted uh, Chris, yes. and, as well as Rick, considering that Rick was it's the same man. Be because, you know, David and um, Chris aren't voting for Chris, obviously. Wendy, highly doubt, I think she was going right along with David. She only has one person she wants to get out of Which this actually point. upsets me because I liked, you know, in the beginning, I thought Rick was kind of goofy. I don't know. I just wasn't really feeling him right off the bat. But more and more so, I am. And I liked him and David as, like a, their, as a team. I, like I liked it a lot. Some. And now they're they gonna, it always bums me out when people who I like are aligned together. Maybe I don't like them separate necessarily, but I like it that they're together. It bums me out when they go against each other. Mm-hmm. And so obviously Chris gets eliminated and he's the only one so far that who's just been like, yes, I'm staying in this game. Hasn't been kind of deb- having this inner battle. Do I stay? Do I go? Do I stay? Or do I go? He was like, I'm getting back in that boat. I'm going to Extinction Island, which I'm very excited to see kind of what happens now with three people? Are we going to get Edge of Extinction Island more fleshed out? So, this is interesting. I just thought of it right now. Is it, a, is it more of a prediction? <sighs> okay, yeah. Want to save it for predictions? Sure. All right. But before we get into <laughs> our predictions, let's go into our special segment. Before we go into our special segment. Yes. Let me give a quick shout out to all of you viewers out there. Because yes, we skipped this. <laughs> but we love you guys. You guys are killing it in the live chat. You guys come back week after week after week. And you are our extended panel. We love seeing you guys. But we want to ask you real quick for a little bit of help. You know, you know, you don't have to be on just one tribe here at AfterBuzz. You're free to switch alliances as much as you want and go watch all the other shows because we have after (laughs) shows covering every single genre and every single show you could ever imagine. So if you guys are watching us on YouTube, hit us with a thumbs up. Please subscribe to us. If you're listening to us on iTunes, give us a five-star rating. Hook us up. Let us know you did in the comments because we love to shout you guys out. You rock. You make us the ESPN of TV talk and I'm not allowed to discuss reality television uh, with my wife, so I need someone to talk to, so please keep watching. Please talk reality (laughs) TV with Mike and make his dreams come true, but no, seriously, thank you everyone for tuning in every single week. We truly appreciate it. Now let's go into, now, special segment time. Jennifer, sound effects, please. Please play our music. All right. This is going to be tough to know who voted for who. I don't think so. Oh. All right. Is it because there's only two of us? There's only two of us. So our first vote is Dave. I definitely didn't write that. Okay. And then (laughs) Chris. See, I kind of wanted to vote Chris, too. Obviously, I voted for Dave. Why? Because I just, I think he had the smartest gameplay that just got messed up because of Rick's bad choice of voting. I think it was... So you're rewarding a failure. 
Sure. I know. It's because I think he was very smart and intuitive to be like, I want to get out Kelly now. And it just it didn't work out. But I commend him for wanting to go through with that. plan. You're right. He had the right idea. I my vote was really, really simple. I voted Chris for the exact reason that you just said. He got voted off. He walked up to the sign. He was like, yeah, I'm getting on the boat. There was no hesitation. I was like, thank you. That's what Survivor is about. Done. And done. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, we have to be done because that is all the time that we have. It is. I don't care. I'm going to leave you guys with this. Next week in the coming attractions, we see they get the tribe swap Swap. into three tribes. There's three people on Edge of Extinction Island right now. Coincidence? I don't know. I need to see how this plays out because I still don't know how I feel about it. And on that note, thank you so much for tuning in to the Survivor After Show. We really love talking with you guys about this amazing show. Mike, where can the fans find you on guys, social media? Guys, you rock. You can find me everywhere at Mike Feeling. I'm Veronica Lenzi. You'll find me on Twitter and Instagram at It's Me, Veronica underscore V. Again, thank you so much for tuning in with us every single Wednesday. We love talking about the show. We will see you next week when there are three tribes. And three panelists. Tribe is And spoken. three panelists. <laughs> <laughs> see ya. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principal. 